Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. So it's so the, this program has been out of Toronto schools since 2017. Is that accurate? Yeah, we um, the TDSB voted it out in November of 2017. Yeah. So what has happened since then? How are things now? What is different? Things are, things are great. Um, I mean, there's al- there's always um, schools generally need more funding and need more money to be put towards really constructive supports for students. But generally, what we saw in the 2017 and t- to 2018 school year, we saw a 15% reduction in suspensions across the entire school board. And we've also heard from a lot of students um, that school is feeling a lot safer now. Without what about offenses? What, a- what about offenses or issues, uh, incidents? Are they up or down? Do we know? Um, I actually don't have those numbers from the school board. That was, that's something that the school board might have to answer. But we do know that uh, if we can consider suspensions as a reflection of offenses, then they reduced when police officers were removed from schools. Uh, this was initially done to improve relations between the two groups. Why has this not happened? Why, why is, you know, some, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, Gita. Um, yeah. Why is it better not to communicate than to communicate? Why is it better not to engage than to engage? Yeah, well, I think that the, I mean, relationships go both ways. And if the police want to have a better relationship with racialized communities, there's a lot that needs to happen first. Um, Racialized communities are not asking at this point to develop relationships with the police because the police have shown us that they're not trustworthy and that they don't serve us that when they're con- that when they're um, concerned about public safety and protecting the public they're not actually concerned about everyone we're not talking about safety for everyone because the police make a lot of people very very unsafe and they're very it's a very dangerous institution for a lot of people so if we're talking about relationship building i think we have to go look at policing as a larger institution and ask well why are the relationships between police and particular communities so fraught and you'll see that there's a history of one way unidirectional violence from this particular institution towards communities so the police have I mean, there, there, there needs to be some sort of con- consent to um, relation, the idea of relationship building, and that's just simply not there. Another thing that we've seen is that the, the um, sort of story or narrative around relationship building has really allowed the police to, um, to sort of obscure the, um, the negative impacts of these kinds of programs in schools. So what we found in Toronto was that even though the police were really talking and promoting this program as a relationship building initiative, at the same time, they were collecting information. It was used as a a tool of surveillance of students. So the police actually admitted that they were collecting information um, about students that they, you know, were able to access through these relationships that they created and then sharing this information with street police officers and with immigrants immigration enforcement um, so that these same students could be apprehended outside of school. So I think in a lot of ways, relationship building has been used as a guide to to further the interests of the police. And we just have no interest in police being in the schools. So uh, police in schools not working, um, uh, in your view, what does? I mean, you know, we talk about a lot of this defunding, whatever, whatever, but these seem like gigantic issues that will not ever happen or will take forever, like turning the Titanic. How do we, 
Uh, what's the short-term solution here, Gita? How do we, because obviously this is an important moment. Everybody's focused on that and in, in, are focused on this. And even this situation in regarding policing in schools, I'm sure has changed a lot of people's opinion on this issue. So where, what's the short-term solution here? Yeah, I think that's a really great great question. And um, I think the best thing to do is to turn to the research and the evidence that's available about what actually does create safety in schools. So if we look at the evidence about SRO policing across jurisdictions, there is no clear link between safety in schools and the presence of police officers or, you know, um, uh, a link between sort of like violent incidents and the presence of police officers. So if you look at the evidence as to what actually creates safety in schools, it's things like increasing the number of youth outreach workers and support programs and um, connections between the school and the broader community. Also having conflict resolution programs and other um, disciplinary programs that are not rooted in punitive interventions, but more in restorative and transformative justice. Um, things like peer mentoring and mediation programs. Um, there's just there there are so many amazing examples and recommendations out there for what creates safety in schools. There were two reports actually that were put out in 2008: the Faulkner report and the McMurtry Curling report. And between those two, there's about 200 recommendations for um, things that schools can do to create safety, and none of them involve putting police officers in the schools. So the information is out there. It's just a matter of um, whether we're acting on that information. But there are evidence-based approaches, certainly, um, that that are much more, um, that create much more safety than the police ever could. Uh, Gita Madden has been with us speaking on behalf of Education Not Incarceration, a group of educators, students, parents and researchers and community organizers based in Toronto uh, on the issue of school to prison, the school to prison pipeline. Gita, thanks so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. This is the Scott Thompson Podcast, available on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast or wherever you get yours. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review so you don't miss a thing. I'm Scott Thompson, and thanks for listening.